This is the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, the only podcast devoted to making soul music relevant again. Let's get started with your host, Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. Uh, my special guest today is a talented band from uh, England, Wales, Sheffield. They're called Big Bad Mama Jamma. Hello, folks. How are you guys doing? Good. Hello. Very good. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. Pleasure thank to you. be here. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you for uh, coming, and Hannah, thank you for reaching out uh, to me. Um, you guys have an interesting story, um, and we're going to get into all of that. Um, you guys have a new EP that's coming out, and also some singles that have just been released, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we do that, I'd like to get to know a little bit more about each one of you. So, Hannah, we'll start with you. Tell us about Hannah. Uh I guess in terms of music, like I've always done music. I've always sung. My mom likes to tell the story of when I was like three and we were at a restaurant and there was a guy playing the piano and I was like, went over to him and I was like, can you play this song and I can sing it for everybody. So it's always been um, something I've done. And then uh, never really this kind of music though, always more sort of like classical and then pop and then only like the last couple of years that I started to realize how much I actually enjoy like soul and disco, even though that's stuff I've been listening to like forever. Um, but I've had loads of different like music surrounding me in my life because my dad was always in rock bands, um, but he listens to like massive variety of music. Um, but yeah, it's just something I've always, always done really. Um, and it's something that's stuck and it seems to be getting well. Okay. Uh, Ed and Ed and James, are you guys uh, related? You guys brothers, roommates? Or... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it. <laughs> Let's start with Ed. Ed, tell us about yourself. Uh, well, again, in terms of music, um, probably started playing bass when I was around 13, 14. Like, people like me, obviously, huge influence. I'm sure you like pretty much like nine, nine bass players out of 10 will say, please, they're very bass player. So, yeah, I mastered into that kind of like, uh, like funk rock kind of stuff. And then kind of, as I grew a bit older, like, like around like 18, 19, getting to a lot of like, like, like now Rogers kind of stuff, like a lot of Chic and um, Bernard Edwards, obviously. And then um, Jamiroquai, that kind of more like jazz funk stuff. And then, yeah, I kind of like, it was kind of like played as a hobby, but never really that serious. And then when we all met in Sheffield and like, Finally, felt like we're in like a really good scene of people who want to do the similar sort of stuff. It really kind of like brought my playing my life. It's been like really great to play with these guys over the last kind of like year and a half, two years. Okay, uh, James. Uh, yeah, so um, I was always sort of like a uh, my background was more of like a heavy metal musician, like um, as a guitarist. Um, but then meeting sort of at uni, I sort of. Uh, got into the sort of soul, funk, disco kind of thing and uh, 
especially through meeting, meeting these guys. Um, yeah, uh, just sort of um, learn sort of, you know, how to how to play that sort of thing on guitar and uh, how to write songs um, in that way. Um, so yeah. Okay. And really good. <laughs> we have uh, uh, Iggy back. Uh, Iggy. Yeah, sorry, I accidentally swiped onto some other mode yeah, or something. No um, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I I uh, I started playing classical piano when I was uh, like six, around then, and um, did did that for quite a few years. Um, kind of the typical parents forcing a kid to play a musical instrument from a young age type of thing, and then um, ended up really enjoying it and getting into jazz. Um, in like secondary school, uh, really enjoying the more like improvisational stuff in that. And then came to Sheffield, came to uni, met these guys. We were all in the same like music player society. And that's that's really how we, how we met and formed as a band. Um, and in that you have like jazz ensembles and, and like soul bands and, and stuff like that, um, which really gave you, gave you opportunity to play live gigs um, around town in like pubs and stuff. Um, playing like functions and then and then we as we gain more experience I guess we just thought let's let's do some of our own stuff and um, yeah so we we tried our hand at it and it's, it's been really really good really good fun yeah I mean I, I love your music um, Leo last but not least <laughs> uh, yeah so I got into music through um, basically listening to I found my mum's Led Zeppelin record when I was quite young and just put that on and absolutely fell in love with John Bonham as a drummer. And he just, um, yeah, so I basically, I played trombone for a while before I started playing drums. And then, but I'd, I'd um, always really wanted to learn drums. So eventually I got around to starting learning. I was starting on rock stuff. Um, I was in a jazz band as well, like later on. And then eventually when I got to uni, I started like playing more of a wide variety of stuff like funk, soul, um, pop you know, that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, and then when I met these guys, um, I'd always I'd always absolutely loved disco as well since the beginning of uni. So we just um, kind of bonded over that, I think. And that's how we that's how we kind of got together. Okay. Uh, yeah, great for, uh, thanks for sharing all of that. Now, um, before we get started with the music, I just have to ask you about the name. Um, <laughs> Big Bang. <laughs> we ripped out. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I guess it's a song from the 80s by Carl Carlton called She's a Bad Mamma Jamma. <laughs> I was, yeah. When I saw that title, I was like, uh, I wonder if that's kind of a take on that. How did the, <laughs> how did the name come about? I think it was just like through some, like, a, like someone recommended us that song and then just kind of, yeah, let's just rip it. Like, kind of, yeah. So we literally we listened to that song so religiously for like a couple of weeks like most day almost every day <laughs> we just got so into it that we just decided to nick it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely a conversation piece um so let's get into because you know one thing i really like that really kind of stood out is your artwork and the um the cover to uh um Summer is here to stay. Has the disco ball, and I thought, okay. And then the music when I played it, it reminded me of uh, kind of the disco era. And I'm sure that was you guys just say that that's you know part of your influence too was was disco. Yeah. But 
you guys all came from, you know, you guys came from classical and rock. How did you guys um, decide on the kind of genre that you're, that you're in? Why not, why not rock? Um, you know, if you were into rock growing up, what made, what made you guys switch to, you know, the funk, R&B, disco genre? I feel like it's like, well, I feel like I feel me and Leo kind of, I guess, similar kind of background start off in the rock stuff. And I think because we'd kind of done that scene already and we both like, we both love this kind of music. We like, I get Jimmy as well. It's like, we've always loved that kind of music, but never, it's quite hard to find outlets for it, I guess. So it was like, when you finally found those people who want to do it, it was like instantly like, yeah, we yeah. want to do this. Now, now we've found people who want to do this because like especially over here like back in liverpool for me it's like it's either like beatles cover bands or like or like an indie band there's not really like a like a jazz or a funk scene really so it was just like when we finally found those people it was just like grab it while the, the iron's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah how yeah. did the uh, it was definitely i'm sorry go ahead leo uh it was, it, i was just saying uh it's definitely it's def- it was definitely like a plan from the outset like we 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 went into it being like yeah we're gonna start a like funk and disco influence band rather than it just kind of like happening it, it was like yeah we're gonna play this music from the from the outset if you see what i mean okay i'm just curious how did you guys all meet were you guys all friends before or how did you guys all come together we all we all met at um at uni um so me, me and leo are on the same uh university like oh and, and ed we're all on, on the same uh like engineering course that's what we studied um and then we met James and Hannah in this music player society, um, playing. I think you guys were in you're in blues band, and um, some of us were in uh, like a jazz ensemble. And then when you get that mix of, it was it was called a blues band, but they played like lots of like R and like it was like a very big like mix of, of music and genres. And then you mix that with jazz, um, and then you get into like funk and disco stuff. Um, I think what well, what I find jazz is often seen as like more complicated or harder to play than like rock or pop music. So there's like an allure there, and um, then disco and funk is like a more fun way of doing jazz. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, now, um, is this you guys' debut um, EP that's coming out, or? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first one. All right, and just curious, how long have you guys been a band? We we started in 2018, like end of 2018. I remember, I think I, I was the last person to join. Um, do you guys want to talk more about that? <laughs> yeah, so I think it was um, like I remember me and Ed just sat there and we were like, should we form a funk band or a disco yeah. band and then yeah i think we like really that one time yeah so and um i think it's like not long after we like yeah i think we and you were just in the pub i think about five times in oh ed we're just i think we're losing your audio a little bit yeah is that any better a bit far from the sandy bar yeah that might be it yeah yeah so um yeah, so I think two weeks after, like me and Jimmy had that conversation. Like me, Leo, and James just happened to be in our house, and then we just felt like oh, I just have a quick jam. And I think Leo had like a, a bin as a kick drum, <laughs> but then it just like it just despite that, it just was, like sounded really good. So we're like, oh, we definitely need to just like yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's get this ball rolling. And then it's not long after that we just, I mean, just kind of came together really. 
think of, it did literally like, just yeah. start as like jams in the kitchen it's yeah, all squeezed yeah. in yeah yeah like uh, we need a keys player we need a singer so <laughs> okay um okay so now it's just the five of you um We've got two singles, um, When in Rome and Memory, and then the EP is Summer's Here to okay. Stay. Sorry. But the two singles are already out. Yeah. Already out. Okay, so how, how have they been received? Uh, and, and let me back up. When were they released? So When in Rome... Oh. Yeah, you can All right. yeah when, when in Rome was released on the 19th of June. I think that was our first single. And then uh, Memory, we released uh, quite recently, 24th of July, I think. Um, yeah. And, and, and um, actually, strangely enough, our, our top like listening location on Spotify for Memory is LA. Um, like, it's, it's just, I don't, know, I don't know why it is, but for some reason it is. Um, but yeah, no. And then the, the EP comes out on... 21st of August. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, great. So we're going to get into that too. Um, but I just want to back up just a little bit. When you guys formed the band, when um, you said that, you know, you didn't see too many disco, R&B type bands. It's like more rock. What was the reception of people when they heard you like, disco? Thought we were past the disco era. I mean, what what was the reaction uh, from people who, when they first heard you, instead of doing yeah. like maybe you, I mean, um, um, you know, rock or some other kind of alternative music? Yeah, I think, I think one surprised. Of our... Yeah. Would you guys say surprised? I think people don't know what like people who haven't heard us before hear us and are like surprised by what we do. Right. Hmm. I bet their parents heard it that kind of <laughs> yeah there's a lot of like all like kind of like um older guys at gigs like you know like the people at like the sound like engineering this kind of and the people like the pub owners a lot of them have come up to us after me like oh it's great to hear that kind of stuff again had a few like it's more like a lot of there's always like a good reception yeah. from them which is quite interesting like, okay, it's very yeah. much like a throwback for them almost okay but since then people are starting to starting to like it and and come mm. around to uh the idea that Hey, this is this is still pretty good music, even though they had probably been, never been exposed to it before. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think a lot of our um, oh sorry, I think a lot of our friends are like kind of into that kind of stuff as well. Like, I think there's an increasing. I don't know if it's increasing, but like, there's a large portion of young people who are gonna like getting back into like soul and like funk and stuff um, oh. and disco, All especially right. for like going out when on nights out. So I think there is at least in Sheffield anyway. So I think there was a I think there was a large portion of our mates when they came came down to gigs. Really, I think it really they really liked it because there wasn't. We were playing on lineups, you know, surrounded by like classic indie rock bands and stuff like that. And then there'd be us like our first gigs were like, yeah, so we were being supported by classic indie rock bands. And then we were on last, and mm. they um, yeah. I think people it was. I think people were, found it quite refreshing. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a different it's a different vibe to. It, to our music, I feel like it's easier to dance to and to feel like happier to, whereas to <laughs> contrast it to the indie rock bands, like a, lot, a lot of it would be quite like somber and, and you more kind of appreciate it rather than like bop along to it. I don't know. Yeah, I was just, Sorry. I was going to say, um, you kind of beat me to it, uh, Iggy. Um, 
it's definitely easier to to dance to and move to, um, mm. which makes people feel good. Um, now I know that. Well, let me ask you about the songwriting process. How does how with with people with five of you? How does the the songwriting process goes? Um, kind of tell me about that. You guys all contribute, I'm assuming. Um, but how does ideas get? You guys all have to agree. Is it unanimous? How does it, you know, how, do, how does that process work? Yeah, I think uh, like a lot of the, the first songs we came up with, were, were me and Ed just sat, you know, playing, you know, guitar and bass and coming up with like, you know, funky riff, funk riffs and, and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just bring that idea to a rehearsal and be like, what do you guys think? Is this, you know, um, lyrics are usually the last thing we think of. Okay. And let me ask you one more question about related to songwriting. How do you know uh, when you got it? How do you know, all right, this is it. This is this is this is this is the final thing. This is it. How do you know if that when that happens? I guess it's it's like when you when it sounds it kind of just resonates with you of when you've hit when you listen to a lot of like funk and disco music and then you hear something that really grooves and it just it just hits a spot. Um so like <laughs> like Ed, it's like Ed just Ed just brings out like a really good bass line or like if, if we all play something that really fits together nicely and grooves, then yeah. that's like, you notice that and you, you know to go ahead with it, I guess. Okay. Are you guys, um, are you guys an independent band or, or are you guys tied to a label or how does that work? It is literally just us. <laughs> oh, just you guys. Okay. Just, just uh, doing what we can. I hear you. And okay. And so right now I think it's a good place to pause. We're going to, uh, attempt to play uh, one of your releases, Memory. And this is Big Bad Mama Jamma with Memory. Enjoy.
episode after this message. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com Now, back to our conversation. All right, folks. Um, memory, great song. Um, uh, let me ask you about the recording process. How, how did that work? We didn't have like the funds or the, the resources to go to a professional recording studio, but we had these songs that we were like, these are really good. And these would be really good if we could record them and, you know, have more layers to them than we can do live. And this opportunity came up with the tech team at our university because they run all the sound engineering for events and it actually came through the music society that we were all in they got in touch with the music society and they said can you provide a band to come and basically like you'll just be their guinea pigs to teach the um teach the tech team how to do sound checks and then in return for that, you will get a recording of, of whatever songs you want to record. And none of the bands from our music society took it. And so I was like, well, I know a band <laughs> that, that could do that. Um, and so that's how we got the drum track. But it was in like a giant great room and it wasn't great quality. Um, and then we basically did the rest ourselves like once we had the drum track I mean Jimmy did all the rest of the recordings so gonna have to tell you about the rest of it but that was how we got like the drum track and how we kind of like started the process of it okay yes I'm sorry go ahead we did um yeah all the drums we did live um with uh and then so I, I took we took them and basically we just spent the next few months in in my bedroom in my house um just re recording all, all of the uh, all the guitars and the, the keys and and it was it was quite uh, lucky actually because it was about I think it was like two days before like the whole like UK lockdown um, that I had uh, the all the trumpet and saxophone <laughs> recorded so we managed to just finish all the recording before before everything shut down. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was really lucky. Mm. Okay. And the mixing and mastering, you did like, um, you did it like remotely with your friends, just by like, just by sending, just by like sending him mixed notes and just sending them back and forth. And yeah, yeah, there so were about eight different versions of each one. Wasn't <laughs> there? Yeah. So just uh, had like, used to have sessions where like me and um, uh, my friend who produced it. Um, 
we'd sit on like video call and just uh, <laughs> mix mix the records remotely, which was uh, which was quite difficult, but uh, yeah, still managed it. <laughs> and the whole the whole EP was done that way. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, all, all recorded in my bedroom, apart from the drums. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, because of COVID, I guess that's the way it had to be done. Um, going forward, obviously, no one knows how long um, this pandemic is going to be with us. Um, what is the plan going forward? Are you guys doing? Are you guys going to be doing some some Facebook Live, IG Live? Are, you know, let me ask you, in, in here in the U.S., everything is pretty much shut down in terms of entertainment. Is it the same way over in uh, the U.K. and Europe? Yeah, pretty much the same, yeah. Like, like I think all of that, all the music venues are completely shut down. Like, some pubs are reopened, so I think you might be really lucky if you get, like, you know, like an acoustic act, like one or two people. But, like, any actual proper music venues are completely shut down, yeah. It seems like they're probably going to be, like, the, the last things to open up again as well, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That was one of the things they said when they opened pubs back up. They were like, we're opening pubs, but you can't have bands on because of, I don't know, just more dangerous, I guess. So, yeah, no one really says, who knows. Because yeah. I think they were going to say that some indoor performances were allowed from um, uh, from Saturday Just Gone, but they had to backtrack because, uh, yeah, I don't think there was... It was deemed safe, so they, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll get live, live gigs for a while yet. <laughs> yeah. Is the plan to do, um, like I said, IG Live or Facebook Live, different kind of um, online stuff to promote uh, your music? Yeah, so me and um, Hannah live together, uh, so we recorded some, like, sort of acoustic versions of the songs. Um, so we, we'll be uploading them um, to sort of help promote the, uh, the EP. Okay, got it. Um, now, let's kind of backtrack. You guys earlier were talking about, um, you know, the, some of the musical music influences like rock and pop and classical. Who were some of the artists that, um, well, we already talked about Carl Crawford and he's a bad man, Majama. Um, <laughs> but who were some of the other artists that... Um, influenced uh influence you all probably like Nile rogers at the helm of chic and that whole sound um really influenced a lot of i feel definitely like guitar parts um which jimmy was doing but what what about you what do you think ed yeah i'd say Nile's like a huge <laughs> massive kind of like influence yeah it's a I think he died quite like, like relatively like relatively young. But I think before that they were kind of they went on to produce like so much stuff for like Madonna and um, Sister Sledge and all that kind of stuff. Like so to get like all this like all the all like the old narrow just stuff. We got such good bass lines on it. It's all Bernard Edwards. It's just like it's definitely those two guys. And then I'm sure we can also have people like Stevie Wonder as well. Like it's, like it's just been like a huge influence. I think because he plays everything as well. It's like everyone can almost like take a bit from his from his stuff to an extent if you want to. Like everyone can almost like. Yeah, it was music in their musical like field. Yeah, I think a lot of Jamiroquai comes through in your playing head as well. Like just and the vibe that sort of like where disco and funk meets a sort of poppier sound, poppier like vocal sound as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah. I think that's that's kind of a big one for us as well. Okay. Uh, well, you got definitely chose some heavyweights. Uh, 
which is great. Um, what do you, well, let me ask you, um, people your age, uh, and I, I'm just assuming that you guys are still relatively young and you know, don't want to make any assumptions there, but <laughs> when other aspiring um, musicians slash artists, do they come to you and say, hey, can you kind of help us walk us through what you guys did or what kind of advice would you give people who um, who, are, who want to follow in the same footsteps as you guys? I think the biggest thing for us was like finding these guys. I would never have been in a band like this if I hadn't met these people. Like I was always into like big soul singers like Whitney and Aretha and stuff like that. But I don't think I ever would have been doing something as funky as this is if it weren't for these guys. So I think like you can't, you're not going to find out on your own what you want to do. And also it just makes the writing process a lot more fun. And I think easier than like, I always used to try and sit and write songs by myself and I would just be like, well, this is rubbish. But then when I started writing songs with these guys, I was like, oh, this is really good. We're writing good stuff. So I think, I think the people that you're with, like finding the people who you gel with and who you make good music with is massively important. Okay. Oh, great. Um, that's always, I guess, a good fit is, is I hear kind of what you're saying. Um, do you guys try to um, push each other in terms of uh, maybe your sound? Um, do you guys try to, um, you know, kind of push each other, not in a mean way, but just kind of to get the most out of, like you guys saying that, you know, all you, all you guys seem pretty talented. And um, but how do you guys... Uh, I don't know if this makes any sense or not, but do you guys sort of push each other to to do the best work and how does that process work? I think we did, um, I think we definitely did in like the earlier stages, like, um, but not like, not in a any, not in a very like pushy way, just to kind of, it was more like encouragement because I think we're all really big fans of each other's like playing and style. So I think it was more like, I don't know, just being like, oh, I think you can, there were times where it could be like, oh, I think you could do that better. Or like, we know that wasn't our best, you know, gig or whatever, but we can, like, we'll smash the next one, that kind of thing. I don't think there was too much pushiness. Mm. I think yeah. there are times when, like, some of us have believed in the ability of the other more than that person has. Like, it's like, I'm, I know that you're good, even if you don't know it. So mm. I think probably the only people that we'd ever, like, worry about were ourselves. Like, oh, am I doing well enough? Whereas looking at everybody else being like, oh, well, they're just smashing it. Like, they're great. Mm, yeah. yeah, I find that definitely with the songwriting. Like, if, I, if I've come up with an idea and, like, I, I kind of, like, it's so much better having someone there to, to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's good, you know, play more of that. and Because uh, otherwise I probably would have just, been, you know, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have, you know, followed through mm. with a lot of the... Uh, yeah
just keep just like pushing it until until you you think you you mm. sure you know it. Okay. Um, now before the uh, COVID thing, were you guys performing uh, quite a bit uh, over in, uh, in London and Sheffield? So we did we did quite a few gigs in. Uh, we've never gigged in, she- in in London. We we all, we've been, been entirely Sheffield based, um, and we did we did a, we done a fair few gigs around around Sheffield. We did like most of the main like venues in town, um, and we had a EP release party planned and booked for obviously like the release of the EP, but then got cancelled because of COVID. Um, which is a massive bummer. We, we were going to get like other other artists in to play as well and do stuff. Um, but yeah, we we I say we focused a lot more on the gigging side of stuff before we did on the recording. Like by the time we came to record our stuff, we'd gigged it. I, I don't know, could have been like fifty. I don't know, no, like twenty five times. <laughs> we played it. We played those songs a lot. Yeah. 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 We really did known from that it was kind of part of, that was part of the songwriting process as well because like we, we used to like play songs in rehearsals but then like would have played them lots of times live and know like oh that this bit doesn't quite work or this bit you know mm. is good you know we should keep that so it's kind of like the songs got really sort of refined um yeah through through they, like, evolved live. yeah yeah okay um do you want people to get out of your music? Anybody? I want people to dance and be happy because it always makes me like, I love gigging it and I love, I've had like a couple of moments where I'm like, oh my God, the crowd are having such a good time. So I just want people to do that. Just have parties in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, I've, I, it came back to me. Have you guys <laughs> been getting any uh, radio airplay over in uh, Sheffield? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you know, you, you, you oh, you, you, you. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been played by um, uh, a few stations around, sort of like Rotherham and Barnsley, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, when, when in Roman memory, I've got some, some radio play. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're, we're in touch at the moment with um, basically around the local radio stations around here have. All the local, like small ones, have been amalgamated into bigger, a bigger organization, and um, we're in touch with them at the moment to get quite a lot of airplay with them and get podcasts and stuff like this out. Um, and hopefully, they'll be able to distribute through all those local radio stations um, like more efficiently. So that could be really good. Okay, and yeah. I think one of you said earlier that you guys were. Um, it was. Um, charting high in Los Angeles was that just through Spotify or some of the other streaming services? Yeah, that was in that was on Spotify. Um, weirdly enough, LA seems to be our like most successful place. Uh, and then okay. yeah, so yeah, I think uh, we got playlisted by a by a like Spotify playlist that oh. was like that like like based around must be based around there or has a lot of LA listeners. Yeah, um, I think it just yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations on that. I mean, LA is not a bad market to to uh, to make your earn your jobs in, I guess. And maybe at some point when Corona is over, you guys can come and tour the U.S. <laughs> sure. We'd love that, but yeah, people who just love your music because there's a there's a yearning for uh, 
uh, disco and because it's fun music, number one, and it's something mm. everybody can can get behind. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we? Oh, let me ask you one more thing about Corona. Um, the EP is scheduled to come out, I believe, August twenty first. Yeah, that's right. Um, is that still the plan to release it, even though we have this Corona thing going on? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. And going forward, are you guys going to be releasing more music more frequently or is it the plan to kind of just see where this COVID-19 thing goes or what's the Yeah, plan? I think we need to play it, play it by ear because of all, we don't really know what's going to happen with music industry in the coming months. And we've, we've been playing, putting a lot, of, a lot of effort into pushing these releases and getting them out there um, so we could see what, what works and what doesn't, and then maybe take it from there. Okay. Fantastic. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we, uh, before we cut it short here? I know it's getting kind of late over, over in Europe. <laughs> That's all good, man. All right. No, it's just been, been really great to, to be on your, on your podcast. And yeah, thank so, you. you know, yeah. And it's been it's, great. Uh, it's been great meeting you guys. You guys are all uh, enthusiastic. You guys seem to, to, uh, to get along really well and like i said i love your music and i think people will enjoy too we're going to do our best to to highlight it um but going forward keep us uh keep us posted now let me ask you before we go are you guys all active on social media yeah yeah Yeah, i think so okay and just to kind of give you guys a plug once you guys explain where people can find you on social media so we're on um on Facebook as Big Bad Mama Jamma. Is it Big Bad Mama Jamma UK? Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram is Big Bad Mama Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. We could maybe put the links in the like YouTube channel or uh, YouTube we'll video. Links on the show notes and also on our on our, our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com. But anyway, go ahead and continue. Um, yeah, we're, we're on Spotify. Um, as well. You guys have a website at all? We haven't got a website at the moment. Um, we're mainly just pushing, like, if you want to support the band, we've got a band camp. Um, that, that seems to be the best way to support any artist, really, uh, directly. Yeah, definitely band camp's the best, yeah. Band camp. And then, yeah, for listening, it's mainly Spotify and then social media, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. We're also we've also got um, videos up on YouTube as well. If you don't have Spotify, right. is that under? Is your channel Big Bad Mama Jamma? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. All right, so we'll get that out as well. Um, just one more thing. Curious. Do you guys collaborate with other artists or other musicians? Um, so on the EP, um, we got um, uh, some of our friends to play. Um, trumpet sax and percussion um so that that was a lot of fun yeah and the trumpet player um molly did the artwork for us of the two singles so that's where the but yeah that's where that came from and also the um percussion player um has his own band um it's called Alska. they're really good um i've played in there i've, I've done percussion in return for them um <laughs> as a sort of exchange. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, they're, they're worth checking out too. All it's right. Alska, A-L-S-K-A. Okay. Yeah. I was so, just so... going to say, you said about Molly doing the artwork for the singles. Um, it was our friend Nima as well that did the artwork for the EP. I didn't want to not mention him because it was oh, Molly yeah, did the yeah. singles and then Nima did, Nima did the um, EP. Yeah. He's on Instagram as well. He's got a good, he's got a really good page. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's Hannah, Ed, James, Iggy, and Leo. They make up Big Bad Mama Jamma. Thank you all for coming on the uh, Bring Back Soul Music podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thanks Thank for having you. us, man. Thanks for having us. And don't forget to look out for uh, Big Bad Mama Jamma, their EP, uh, August 21st. And also um, their two singles, Memory and When in Rome, are out now. Um, thank you all. That's Big Bad Mama Jamma on the Bring Back Soul Music podcast, and we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Big Bad Mama Jamma. You can find out more about them on our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Bring Back Soul Music TV. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. That's our show for today. Closing out today's show is Big Bad Mama Jamma and another single from their soon-to-be-released uh, EP. This is called When in Rome. I'm Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.